Welcome back. This is the very best of living. I'm Dr. Taylor Hartman, and I'm here with my associate, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Hi. I hope your week was good, interesting, festive. It was. Great. I love that. And our listeners, I hope you're also having good weeks. Good things are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. I, I recently was <laughs> talking to a group of people, and I asked one of the people there, so so how how are you? And she's yellow. And her, her response was fine. And I said, mm, nah, no, if you're white, you can say fine. No other color can say fine. <laughs> because it's Actually, not when a yellow says fine, it means things are really screwed up. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Isn't that true? Like we are t- so overdramatic. That there's no way it's ever fine for us. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, but whites are the only color. Yeah, what I was going to tell you, we had, we had a friend in town. Um, she came and visited from Colorado when we went to this place called Big Tree State Park up in Calaveras County. And oh. it's these giant sequoias. Wow. I don't know if you've ever been there when you're California. Yes, I have. Yeah, but yeah, have. so we were talking about last week that, you know, getting quiet. And, mm. you know, I mean, there's there's so many, there's so many you know, very obvious and albeit cheesy connections to standing in front of this thing, this mm. amazing tree Massive. that's older than mm. Jesus. I mean, yes. literally 3,200 years wow. old. Wow. And, you know, I'm married to a man who is 6'10", and uh, he's a giant, right? I mean, he's he's yep. 6'10". He you know, he is 295. I mean, he's no, you know. He's, no, he's he a giant. Pick, He's a giant with a giant heart. Let's not forget to say that. Nobody, um, nobody I want to meet in an alley unless I knew who he was. <laughs> yes, yes. The human eclipse, right? It's like the same right, as that when right, walks up. Right. Um, but, you know, he's just dwarfed and small standing next to these things, right? And well, last week, true? Yeah. Said, yeah. Last week, you said something just about getting quiet. And then and I realized, like, in the middle of this, all of this that we've been through, you know, the last three years of, you know, everything mm-hmm. of, you and, know, and COVID, Black Lives Matter, you know, everything that's happening. And now with the with the war in Ukraine is like getting quiet. And I love that what we're talking about today, because it's like I noticed when I got really quiet, I had to fight my way through uh, distracting myself from it because I started yeah. it made me worry about. Right. It gets yeah. really quiet. Yeah. Then you start to worry it's because all of the stuff comes up. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, you, you, you block out when you're busy with distractions, right? Th- that's right. That's right. So as self- we talk about self-awareness, I just was like, I had to stand in it. And and they're both, you know, yeah. my friend and Paco were standing there and it's very quiet. It's in the middle of winter. So nobody's up there. I mean, we saw one other right. person walking around. So there's no chatter, yeah. no talk. Our phones didn't work up there. No, there was nothing to do but be quiet, you know? Um, and I noticed the further we went, I was trying to keep the conversation going and making comments and reading the little book. And then pretty uh, soon it was sure. like, it, I was, I was, I was. Stop. And then pretty soon I was like, stop, stop. Because it felt forced <laughs> and fake because it was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yeah. That's exactly right. Instead of having to face like yourself. That's what it was yeah, because be it there. got really quiet. And so I just loved what you said about that, like being quiet in yourself enough to figure it out and to figure out what we can do to, because we talked about bullying last week, like taking that yeah. step to go, how do I really get to self-awareness? And so I'm well, excited. And finding, to finding your voice, today. right? Yeah. Like who, yeah. who are you? What defines you? What matters yes. to you? 
Yes. And I just think it's so important for me that people stop for a minute and just think about how do you see yourself? And unfortunately, most people will tell me negatively. They don't see themselves positively. And they don't understand like the beauty of who they really are as a person. They see themselves as somehow limited uh, in some form, maybe because they've been taught that, they were born thinking that. They just have always struggled to believe their voice has legitimacy. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you really get to know somebody, it's fascinating. Their goodness, the values, the things they are capable of bringing uh, to the table. Mm-hmm. But I think today we're going to talk about how do you gain self-awareness? Like, what, what do you do? And you mentioned the first one, which, of course, be quiet. Like, stop talking. <laughs> Don't say something. Ask questions, perhaps, but that's it. Like, so what matters to me? What do I enjoy? And why? When am I most at peace, at, like comfortable? Like, you mm-hmm. know how much I love our place in Sundance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it is amazing how much more aware I am when I'm here than when I'm home in Sandy. Much more. Because it's quiet. I don't have distractions like I have down there. Mm-hmm. I literally get a chance just to think about myself, my direction, things that are important to me in life. So I think people ought to have a place. You know, we always like to have a happy place, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's also good to have a quiet place, a place that you can actually find time to see who you are and what you're mm-hmm. about. So self-awareness starts, of course, with our parents. How they see us is typically how we see ourselves from the beginning. Do they enjoy us? They uh, like us? Uh, do they find us irritable and difficult? Are we in the way and trouble? You know, how do others, uh, our parents or our first people, that tend to define us if we allow it? And then there's our siblings, right? Unless you're an only child. And it's actually harder for only children to actually see themselves because there's nothing to compare to. So comparison is part of what self-awareness has. And I think it's a gift, by the way. I don't look at comparison in the, the negative. I look at it as like your husband who's massive is not massive compared to the Sequoia. So you look at that and you, you have a sense of, oh, okay. So I understand that I do this well, but I don't do that well. Or I like that I enjoy this, but you seem to enjoy that. It gives you some clarity as to how you see and navigate life by having comparison, right? Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. When you're talking about, you know, the, the definition, when you talk about the definition of self-awareness in terms of, you know, like it's observing myself, right? I just want to make sure yeah. I'm, I'm hitting all the things. When you say self-awareness, defining it like I understand what I'm thinking, I understand my feelings. And then is there any, is there any like feedback you have to get to make sure it's like uh, grounded in reality? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I, I'm thinking this, I'm feeling this. Okay. I think I'm right. But what if I'm, what, how do I know I'm grounded in reality on stuff? Is that, does that make sense? That question? Well, it's such a good question. Cause I was just thinking about a client that I'm working with that was not certain about himself. Like he doesn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't certain about his, and, and I was hearing him and saying, you're extremely legitimate. There's nothing I'm hearing that is incongruent. I'm not worried about it. it. It's well-defined. He wasn't that way. He didn't see that. And I was thinking, if I were in your shoes, I would feel 100% confident I'm doing the right thing. And he didn't have that, even though it would have been the same thing, for sure. 
So how do you get that confidence that what I'm doing is legitimate yes. when it is, right? And yes. then how do you have the confidence to know when you're out of line and what you're doing is not legitimate and don't buy it, don't believe it? Yes. That's really important. That's good mental health, by the way. When someone can identify legitimately, accurately, confidently when they're on the path and when they're not. So how do you know that? Well, you learn as you go through life, you learn what things seem to work and are legitimate and what things seem to work but aren't legitimate. Mm-hmm. And if you're unhealthy, you stay with the things that work, even though they're illegitimate, like con people, mm-hmm. people that are very charismatic. They may use that in a very negative way. So they're aware they can use it, but they don't have clean motives for what they do. And then there's other people who learn things that do work and they also are legitimate, like humility. They seem to understand that, oh, it's better if I don't think it's all about me. It's better in life if I don't assess others as less than me in order to make myself feel good about myself. Those kinds of awarenesses that are really important, right? It's interesting. Like I'll be with people that someone's going off about themselves and I'm like, they can't even hear this. Like they don't get it. It's all about them. They have no awareness that's happening. And some people in the group don't either. And others do. So awareness is not an easy process to go through to actually come. It also has to do with how do I impact other people? Okay, so I can be aware of something I'm doing, totally oblivious to how it's affecting you. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy. That's not good self-awareness. And I'm not saying necessarily that how it's affecting you is correct. You may have your own issues, right? As to why I'm doing something that affects you, but I should at least be aware of how it's affecting you. Like when I'm working, we talked about bullies last time. When I'm working with a bully, I am very aware of when they're feeling their, their power go. I am very aware of that dynamic, that I'm impacted. Because if you're not aware of that, you're going to miss the opportunity to help them get better. But knowing how you are and how you impact people, mm-hmm. um, a woman one time was telling me how much she loved this woman. She goes, I'm kind of, she was kind of strange. She, she walked in and she hugged people. Like, it was very strange to me, I thought. Mm-hmm. And then later in the conversation, she talked about how much she admired that. This woman never hugs anybody, ever. And I'm like, you're talking about this woman that was awkward for you and you loved it and admired it, but you don't do it. How do you miss that? If it really is something you admire, why aren't you doing it? But she had never gotten the awareness enough to see, oh, oh, because I'm insecure. I feel awkward. I'm making it about me instead of the person hugging them, which is what this other woman used to do. Make it about them, not her. Mm -hmm. So getting that awareness of how I operate and why I do what I do, like people that have anger. It always intrigues me. People that are angry, they have no awareness at all, none, as to why they're angry. They just get angry. And they have no awareness of the dead bodies they leave either. It's just lack of awareness. And I think that's what I'm hoping people will start thinking, what is it that makes me do what I do? And how do I impact other people around me when I do that? Like, for example, if somebody is not motivated and they lay in bed, they won't get out. Like, they are so self-obsessed with their laziness, they have no comprehension of how that impacts a single parent trying to get to work and get them out of school. Mm-hmm. There's no awareness. So we have a self-awareness is a really, really cool tool to understand where am I positively and where am I negatively impacting the world around me, including myself. Like, for example, if I'm always negative self-talk, self-talk is self-destructive about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm never quite good enough. I don't look good enough. I don't, 
I don't uh, do uh, my job well enough. I'm always giving myself negative self-talk. That is self-awareness I should have so I can prevent it. Mm-hmm. If I never see it, I can't understand I'm doing it. That makes sense? No, that makes total sense. I've, I'm thinking about one thing I just wanted to, to say that, because I, I don't know if other people are, but I, this is the message I'm hearing out there. And I think it relates to self-awareness and, and I, I want to hear your coaching on it. So these days, like a lot of the, the pop, not pop psychology, I don't know what you call it. I mean, you know, like Instagram or, or things you read or Twitter and that kind of stuff. It, yeah. it is, it is this, it's, you know, it's not about you, right? It's, it, that's that person's problem. If they don't respond to you correctly, or if they do A, B, C, or D. And, and sometimes that's true. I don't have to own people's other crap. I'm always very careful to go, well, what if it is about me? What if they are holding up a mirror that I go, ah, but that's not about me. That's about them. They might be giving me something good, but we have, have you heard this? Like, have you seen this out there that it's like, oh, uh, somebody treats you in a bad way. Well, don't worry. It's not about you. That's all about them. That's all about their problems. What if something is about me? What if I have to go, oh, I better take that message that that person just gave me. Well, I love this, by the way. First of all, the fact that you are the one that would say, well, what if it is about me, makes it most likely that you're not going to be the one that is not seeing what it is about. If you never own anything someone else says as being legitimate, probably you're the one that's probably not aware of things that are about you. So True. the very fact that you even you ask the question is good. I mean, the fact that you're even curious as to, well, well maybe it is about me. Should I look at that? It's mm-hmm. a very healthy thing. Of course, there's extremes where people always take other people's input as though it's legitimate or gospel when it's just their perspective. But I think you should always be open to it, right? Absolutely. Again, where I get strong in this is I'm always looking at motive. What is the motive you're telling me this for? And if the motive is illegitimate, that colors what the message you're giving me. However, Mm -hmm. if the message you're giving me is still legit, I don't care what your motive is. It's still good stuff for me to look at. I mean, I like the way you serve it up, but the message is still good. So I look at the, both those things, the motive of the person sending it to me and whether the message itself is legit. So that's good. Okay. I like that you, you were thinking about that. And I okay. don't like the fact that people say now out of hand, just ignore it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't help you. I mean, you ought to definitely look at it, analyze it and move on. If it doesn't, then embrace it, but it does. Well, I think the message comes from oversensitivity, and I think it's a a response to being overly sensitive to, you know, in this in other people. And I do think that that sometimes that's like a study in itself to me, which is like, what level of sensitivity should I be at so I don't get paralyzed by somebody's uh, view or judgment or something? And then, you know, I don't want to attach too much, but I don't want to be like a I don't care. Or, yeah. or act like I don't care when I really do. Because I, I think you'd have to be a psychopath to not care, really. I, right. don't think, I, right. I think most humans care. Yep. It does. To certain degrees, it'll all be in all of that happens. But you know, it's funny. I like what you just said. I think that if you're overly sensitive, then you already defined it. You're overly sensitive. Like yep. clearly, that is a problem. But if you're sensitive, that is probably a very good thing. I mean, I, then there's the insensitive. Okay, that's that's also the extreme. Insensitive, overly sensitive, they're not healthy. Sensitive, mm-hmm. good. Very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so be aware of it and how it impacts you. I agree with that. It's interesting though. Are you the kind of person that's likely to be bullied or the person that's likely to bully? 
you know, if you're going to err, which way are you going to err? And I don't do well being bullied. That, that is like, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. And I have other people in my life that I, I adore these people and they will get bullied. They will allow people to push their buttons and can control them by comments they make or whatever. And I, and I guess that comes with self-esteem, like really liking who you are just because you are and not having to do something for that. Right. Do you, have you ever tended to bully? No, I don't. It's not in me. I I think the closest I come to bullying is sarcasm. (laughs) I'll, I'll be playful with somebody. And I'm well, that's one of your that PhDs, it. isn't it? Don't you have a PhD in sarcasm? I think I've, I think I've experienced that <laughs> on many occasions. Oh, but you're such an easy mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's true though, Kat, because the truth is I am very, I love sarcasm and it's playful and it's enjoyable. But you're right. When somebody has an ill intent or they are very insecure, it does not flow well. It's not fun. So I do like people like you that really are secure enough that when I'm kidding them and, and sarcastic with them, it is playful and fun as opposed mm-hmm. to someone who's already sensitive. And then I can't, I can't go there. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not, they feel, they feel bullied by it. So that's a good point. So I want to get back to after we got off on this, this one thread, but I want to get back to what you were talking about is in terms of self, self-awareness comes with pain, right? I mean, there's pain and self-awareness because we have to look at things you think that we tend to underestimate our beauty and yes. our strengths. Okay, so right. we could start there. Yeah, I think that if people would start to believe there's meaning in their life just because they're here and they see things differently than others and they share things differently than others, if they would start to see that element of them, they would be less critical. Mm-hmm. I don't think it helps anybody to go through life always being critical of themselves. And I, I apologize to our listeners that were raised in a, you know, a culture that did that. I, I'm mm-hmm. horrible. It breaks my heart. Some people are more sensitive anyway, and then they have that on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it colors them for years. But I just want people to know there's so much good about everybody I've ever known. The problem I think some people get into is they go to the, the dark side. They make poor choices because they're insecure. But even they have good things. What is it? Mark Twain said, there's so much bad in the best of us and so much good in the rest of us. <laughs> yes. All of us. To, to accept each other. And I, I, yes. I do think there's such good awareness in that piece, right? So yes, I would say we should start by looking at what's right about it. Okay. I also think, by the way, if you have that mindset, you're more likely to perform better than if you're just looking at critical. There was an, uh, a guy at business recently that was telling his boss, you don't ever praise, you just criticize. And the boss says, well, how will you ever know how to do it better if I don't criticize? And he goes, Yes, but what you're forgetting is it reinforces good behavior when I'm doing something right. If you tell me that, just as much as it corrects bad behavior when you criticize me for things I'm doing wrong. And this guy, his boss had never considered that, never even been aware of the fact that people need positive praise just as much as negative criticism if they're going to improve, right? So right. It, in fact, there's a, there's a study I've done on this that shows that you have to give Seven positives to every one negative if you're going to balance it out in how the human hears it. That's mm-hmm. a pretty, pretty strong message in my mind. So we had to think about how you're giving feedback to people. Are you nurturing and enhancing them and therefore also allowed to give negative feedback? Or are you just giving negative feedback regularly as though you have the right to do that and you're entitled to do that way? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing for us to look at. 
And then also in terms of self-awareness, I want you to think about how are you impacting others? Mm -hmm. Um, If you are a leader in an organization, you have much more impact than you may recognize. Just how you dress when you show up on time, if you're late all the time, whatever you do as a leader is magnified than if you're an employee every single time. So own that as a parent, same thing. Mm -hmm. How you see others, how you speak about the neighbors, how you treat your spouse, all those things resonate big time, positive or negative, in your children. Mm -hmm. So think about your role and what you're doing. Just think about things you say, how you act, how you interact with life, and think about the impact that's having on people around you. You know, as you're talking, you just tied something together that I think is really important is self-awareness, making sure you tie it to others. Because I just read this. It was an interesting story. I'm just going to take a minute if that's okay. Um, Yeah. So I was talking to a friend of mine and it got a little like, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't coaching or working. We were just chatting and, you know, and, and it's like, she's a digger and she digs and she digs and it's, and it was becoming a little bit, um, I don't know. It's just, there was nothing useful coming out of it. Right. Got it. Um, Yeah. It's going nowhere. yeah, I was going to wear. So I was, I, I read this story and I, I don't know if I can do it specifically, but it was this young person, a young man was climbing up, up to a mountain to speak to a yogi at the top of this mountain. This guy knew everything, yeah. you know, everything. He, he was a consummate yogi that understood the world. Um, right. And the young man was anxious to like learn all about it. So he gets to the top of the mountain and the guy says, hello, what do you want to ask me? And he says, you know, what is this world all about? What is the world? I think he asked, what does the world stand upon is the way this story mm-hmm. went. And it says the world, world rests upon the back of a large elephant, elephants. That's where the world sits. And the guy thought for a second and he asks a question. He says, yeah, yeah, but what do the elephants stand on? And the guy says, the sage says, um, the elephants rest upon the back of a great turtle, right? So there's turtles that are holding up the elephant, right? In terms of what the world is. And the yeah. young guy says, yeah, but what does the great turtle stand on? What do these turtles stand on that the elephants are standing on? There's got to be something below that. And then he's, <laughs> the, the, the sage says, well, that's an even bigger turtle. So there's a big turtle, there's turtles, then there are elephants, then there's the world. And the guy goes, okay, but then what does the greater turtle? And the guy says, no, ah, 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 ah. stop there. It's turtles all the way down, right? So from that point, you know, it's like, it's just turtles, okay? We can stop looking. It's just turtles. So, <laughs> but I think, I, I think the, I like that. I was, I was laughing at it and she and I were laughing because it's like, you know, you get to a point where you go, oh yeah, this is just turtles. We're coming up with stuff. And it's like, yeah. now we take action. And now it's attached to other people. And that's what you just said earlier. I love that story, by the way. Thank you for sharing that. It's so <laughs> it's so good because I have I'll have people say to me, for example, you know, in psychology, you just kind of examine your navel. That's all you do. You keep looking at your navel and examining it. And I said, <laughs> yes. you know what? There's some truth to that. There really are people that that's all they want to do is look at the navel. They don't do yes. anything. They're going yes. anywhere with it, right? In fact, when I work with clients, Kat, I am I am so invested in action. You have no idea. Like, I'm oh, like, oh, you'll yes. never know if you don't do something. If you don't do something, we'll never know. You don't know. So you got to yep. do something, right? Yep. And I think a lot of people would rather just talk about it. <laughs> That's not going to get them where they want to go in life. That's it. Well, this has been, it's been great. Again, we, we got to quit, but it's been um, wonderful. I hope our listeners, I hope you'll think about, am I aware of myself? Do I see things that I do that impact people? And how is that impacting their lives? 
And how am I impacting my own life by things that I think about myself or say about myself? That would be a great place to start in terms of your emotional intelligence journey. So next week, I want to talk about what makes someone successful. What are the traits that you look into identify success in life? Sound good? Sounds awesome. Okay. Kat, always a pleasure. Thanks to our listeners. We enjoy you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.